Welcome to the podcast that no one asked for. The one where your favorite characters from your favorite fandoms get wet, wild, and weird. Where erotic fan fiction helps pop culture pop a boner, and we all get to laugh about it. I'm Allie LaFevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And And this this is Fangasm. Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. And I'm Lindsay. And in order to kickstart recording, Susan told us that we needed 10 seconds of silence and never have we ever. So that one was for you, Suze. And thank you. So that's why we're so well-timed, everybody. That was impossible. Podcast magic. My heart was racing the whole time. And I was like suddenly worried I didn't know how to put my one finger down at a time. Did you guys see me looking at my finger? Yeah. You were like a robot all of a sudden. You're like, how do they move? And then I did sort of a, like a, a full house, like wake up San Francisco. Like I like gave Allie the double finger gun. Yeah, you gave me the a finger bang. You gave me a finger bang as a cue. I got it though. I picked Woo. up on it. We're pros. You know, four years later. Yeah, right. Well, we're back with the fifth installment of this story. And we're at the penultimate episode, which is very exciting. Yep. And it's been bang on bang on bang. So it's been a yeah. very steamy season. You know, we started off thirst. What was it called? Farming. Moisture farming? We started off moisture farming, and now I get it because um, I'm thirsty. <laughs> everybody's sweaty. We're exhausted. So if you haven't had water today, drink some water because you're probably going to need it for this episode. Yeah. Woo. Well, or this episode will quench your thirst, right? Also very possible. <laughs> Theoretically. I don't know how thick <laughs> translates to physics, but mm-hmm. I am sure something will be quenched. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're jealous because they're just out socializing, something we haven't done in a million years. They're at a bar. Mm-hmm. I guess I just sort of jumped into the blood on, which I won't do because Allie, I want you to tell us about a funny story you just found. Yeah. So <laughs> it started in the binge mode Facebook group where someone made a post that said something along the lines of, Name a on-screen couple with more chemistry. And it was a picture <laughs> of the brother and sister from the Folgers commercial that was like 15 years ago that there was a lot of controversy around because it came off very intimate. Between siblings. <laughs> Between siblings, yeah. <laughs> and so there ended up being this entire fanfic genre written about this Folgers commercial. <laughs> and so I went down this rabbit hole seeing if I could find any funny stories that we could read that were appropriate. And... We found one. I'm not going to reveal the pairing, but it is a pairing that we've seen before in one of our fandoms. And it's not incestual, but it does parody (laughs) this Folgers commercial. So we are going to be reading it on Patreon. So we were originally thinking about doing a holiday show. And then there's just a lot going on with kind of all of us personally right now. So we didn't have the time to do that. We might do something for Valentine's Day, which would be super fun. But we thought instead, let's do some crazy, ridiculous, wild crack fix over on our Patreon. And so we're going to definitely read this one. It's holiday themed. It's uh, a couple you all know and love. (laughs) And it looks so wild and ridiculous. So yeah, we're going to definitely do that. You guys, I have a new podcast idea, which actually combines the best of all worlds. If you combine Fangasm and your new podcast, Brandsplaining, we could do Brandgasm (gasps) and it's only brand... And corporate themed fanfic. Oh my god! This what is do perfect. you think? Uh, I'm looking for investors. 
And we do the Folgers commercial. We could do like, what is the Verizon lady up to? Can you bang me now? <laughs> How about now? Oh, yeah. Flo seems like she parties. Okay. We are accepting all corporate brand gasm theme. Mascots. <laughs> That'd be so funny. We could totally do that on our Patreon because we asked you guys in the Facebook groups what you wanted to see more of in Patreon. And it seemed overwhelmingly it was crack fix and crossovers and just sort of more crazy stories. I mean, much like Bush. What? I'm sorry. Did, did you say cockward puzzles? <laughs> Hey, we're begging. We're like, more cockward puzzles. More cockward puzzles. <laughs> we should have lied to you, Danny, and told you that that's what everyone asked for, just to force you to spend hours making one. What was another thing that took me a ton of time? Oh, horny scopes. Maybe like two people were oh, like, yeah. cool. <laughs> Very important. Really, just you guys just want more episodes, and we are happy to oblige. I love the weird, crazy ones. So that's going to be happening over on our Patreon. So if you are not a member... Come on over because we think it's just going to get crazier and crazier. As if this isn't crazy enough, that's going to get off the rails. In addition, what we had talked about me announcing during this time was that we'll also be doing coloring book pages. (laughs) (laughs) So with that flourishing setup, uh, there'll also be some coloring book pages for the dark winter ahead. I think that'll be fun. Adult coloring books. That's a hit. Very adult. It's like very adult yeah. coloring book. Yeah. So that's a fun name for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Come over to Patreon episodes and coloring book pages and cockroach puzzles. <laughs> a boon, a plenty. I think we should start at the beginning of every episode, like reading the summary of one of the stories over on our Patreon, because there are so many good stories. I think some of the best stories are buried over there. Yeah. And I just don't think they get the appreciation and love they deserve because only the dongs see them. Some of them were on our podcast originally, like way back in the day, years ago, but now they're all over there. I, I mean, mean, that's where the carboloading one is between Cho and Cedric. Yeah. Snape's combustible pubes. There's a great Draco Hermione one over there. There's just a good Game of Thrones one. There's like so many ridiculous stories. I mean, all the Bush stories yeah, are over there. Yeah, I was going to say, all of Danny's future father George Bush's. All of George Bush's <laughs> stories. We read George Bush's <laughs> memoir. It's weird. His paintings. It's so hot. <laughs> Butch 2020. <laughs> well, any other announcements for right now before blowing down? No. We're getting blown. Blow to the blow down. Yeah, there's a lot of blowing in this blow down, so buckle up. Let's blow. Let's blow. So um, Luke and Han, it's their anniversary, and Luke surprised Han by taking him to the hottest bar on Tatooine, which is actually probably the hottest physical bar on Tatooine <laughs> the desert, um, and which is where they first met. So, But I don't think Han's pieced together that that's why they're there. He's just like, why are we back in this bar? That's right. Do we think there's going to be any sort of a proposal or oh. just wonder? I mean, we've done a lot of banging. I wonder if we're going to do some committing. Let's find out. <laughs> going to buy him a drink first. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Buy me a drink and buy me a ring. They've kind of marked each other. So I feel like commitment's been made, but. Touche. Is that ice in the glass or on my left hand? Yes. Great joke. <laughs> finger guns. Yeah. Finger pew, guns pew, again. Pew, Bring pew, them back. Pew, pew. Um, <laughs> finger bang. Shall we do it? Yeah, let's do it. Luke's face lit up when his boyfriend returned to their table with two drinks. What'd you get? He asked. Han just smiled and shrugged. I asked for my two of my usuals, but I'm not sure if they remembered what my usual was. It has been a while, after all. Placing a cup filled with some sort of concoction in front of each of them. 
Luke thought best not to even gamble with its contents, so he thought he'd just set it aside for now. Listen to what they're playing, Luke said, excitedly. That's the same song they always play, kid. I'm pretty sure it's the only song they know how to play. Um, excuse me, <laughs> you're missing Allie's lines as Han. Oh, shit. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, hold up. Oh, God. The fans have been asking. Yeah, they were like, crossword puzzles, Allie's Han impression. Love it. <laughs> Listen to what they're playing, Luke said excitedly. That's the same song they always play, kid. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the only song they know how to play. Ooh. Okay, so do you guys know the song that they play in the cantina generally? Oh, I would know it if I heard it, but I can't think of it right now. Just try it. Just try and beep it out. There's no lyrics. No. I know that there's a song playing, but I couldn't even. No, I can't pull it out of thin air. <laughs> thin atmosphere. Danny, do you know it? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> Were you hoping we knew it? I definitely, I feel like I know it and it's like on the tip of my tongue. It's on the tip of your tip? Yeah. Everyone, wherever you are listening to this right now, just try and do the cantina jingle before you listen up and see if you get it right. Let us know the results <laughs> on our page. This is Star Wars soundtrack, Mos Eisley Cantina. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, yeah. Yep. Okay. You have to stop playing. Otherwise, copyright infringement. Okay. Whew. Oh, seven seconds. Yeah, yeah, we got 15 seconds only. <laughs> I was pretty close. Hang, 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 hang. I okay. thought he was going to be like, they're playing our song. <laughs> <laughs> they're slow dancing to this song. <laughs> it plays at their wedding. That's what he's going to walk down the aisle That's to. That's a song. That they have to dance every song is that one. It's our song. It's our first dance. Through the cha-cha. Cha-cha slide to that. <laughs> <laughs> to the left, to the right. <laughs> Luke smiled sheepishly. I choose to think of it as our song. It was a song that was playing when we first met, Luke explained. Han nodded his head. Luke always paid attention to the little things about every memory and situation, especially the memories and situations that pertain to the two of them. Luke hummed to the tune of the band's song. That's like, where is another place where they always play the same song? And you're like, that was playing the first night we met. You're like at a Cubs game and they play Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And you're like, <laughs> seventh inning stretch. <laughs> they played this that same night. <laughs> My friend Chris, whenever he hears Whitney Houston, if we're like out at a bar, you know, he screams and goes, oh, it's a gay bar. It's like, no, Chris, we're at a CVS. You know. <laughs> Wait, Danny, didn't you say you and Marco's song is, it's some song that when I hear it, I think of it as your song. It's a fast paced. Oh my God. We've talked about it on the pod before. Megan Trainer. No. <laughs> Go on. Oh my God. It's not Friday. Yes, it is. It's Megan Trainer. Is it? It's not like all about that bass is not our song. No, but, no, it's not that song. But what's the Megan Trainer song you guys love that Marco always- Well, Marco and I were, you know, we were like hooking up and we we said, play Megan Trainer on um, the speaker. <laughs> and she shuffled all, she being Alexa, shuffled all of Megan Trainer's music and hold on, I just woke her up. Oh no. Alexa, stop. Oh, this is Megan. Stop. Trainer. Alexa, stop. Copyright infringement. <laughs> now she's trying to play Megan Trainer. So she played all of her catalog, including <laughs> she must have done some like special edition album where she talked about the meaning behind each track. Oh no. And so we're like, you know, we're like doing what we're doing. And and she's like, this song is written for my friend who was killed in a car crash. And we're like, next. And then it was like Megan Trainer's Christmas album. We're like, next. If I can put on bass, put on all about that bass, something else. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Yeah. I don't know what you're thinking of then, Al, because that's what I always think of. <sighs> it's not going to come to me. If it does, I'll think of it, but it eventually I'll pop up at like three in the morning out of a dead sleep. Danny and Marco's song. <laughs> 
that he couldn't remember. I feel like it was, it's some like one hit wonder boppy song from like a couple years ago. Okay. Stay tuned. <laughs> Suspense. You know what it was? I, it also could what be- Was it Kesha's um, new album that came out that time? Mm-mm. No? Kesha's great. There was some song where I was like, oh, I love this song. And I kept telling Marco, this is our song. And he was like, this is not our song. Yeah. Yes. It's that one. Okay. I'll remember it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. That's what I remember too. And I thought that was Megan Trainer. Middle. Wait, we meet the music middle. Yes, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> oh, baby. Yes. And they were playing that everywhere <laughs> yeah. that summer. Did you meet me in the middle. Yeah, but the no, shitty that's the song, one. too, is about just compromise. <laughs> yes. Not even about endless love. It's a fucking compromise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that is the foundation of your relationship, though. Our relationship is built on meeting in the middle. <laughs> we love Zed. Sweet. Zed. Oh, my God. That is Zed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. You ended on two. Luke always paid. Luke, Luke come to the Anna. oh yeah, Luke come to the tune oh, of the band. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we, Luke, you guys, we really are the Three Stooges because you know how one would like pull on the other's hair and then he would bonk into the other and they'd be like, wee, 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 wee. "What's us?" <laughs> Luke come to the tune of the band's song. Han just looked at him in awe. How could someone be so cute and so totally unaware? He would never know. Luke and Han held hands and talked like always, making each other laugh, making each other blush, like always. Luke playing footsie with Han under the table, and Han's heart melted at the tenderness and innocence of his partner's affection. Han was getting distracted in his stories he was telling. Luke watched in awe. In the flickering lighting, he admired the unique beauty of his lover's features, something he often did. I picture uh, Han being like our buddy who like busts into every social gathering with like a Rolodex of stories. <laughs> oh, that Han's telling all these stories. Telling all these stories. Like we have this buddy we love dearly. He's wonderful. But he has a set of like, let's say nine or 10 stories he tells. And if you've been his friend for more than a year, you've heard all of them multiple times. Mm-hmm. And they're all great. They're theatrical. They're entertaining. They're riveting. But when he meets new people, he pulls them all out. <laughs> so like we joke around when he's telling a story to a new group. We'll kind of count off in our head, go, yep, that's the volcano <laughs> story. Yep, that's a story where he lost his passport. Yep. Here's the skydiving. Heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The way his eyes lit up when he told the story in great detail, boasting about his accomplishments in whatever he was talking about. His crooked nose that had been broken so many times in fights, Han probably didn't remember. But it was beautiful just the same. The way Han's lips pursed when he was deep in thought, admiring their color and reminiscing at the softness and how they felt on him. The way his brow furrowed and were always so expressive. His soft, bouncy hair. His lower back tattoo that said, all is possible. (laughs) Oh, wait, no. Sorry. Hold on. That's Allie. Hold on. That was always his his soft, bouncy hair that was always disheveled and out of place, no matter how many times he tried to comb it. But that's how Luke liked him best. And the slight stubble that Luke Ope absolutely loves. He loves the way it makes his neck and the inside of his thighs raw when he's between them. He couldn't help but gush over every detail of Han. Hey, are you listening? (laughs) Hey, shithead, quit looking at me and start listening to my stories. Hey, love of my life. Hey, what I just say? What's the last thing I just said? <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about you scraping up the inner side of my thighs with your stubble, babe. <laughs> Han called out to him. Luke shook his head slightly as he was pulled back into the moment. Sorry, Luke said, smiling bashfully. I was just looking at you. You know, you're, you're just so pretty. I, I can't take my eyes off you, Luke admitted. It was very rare to make Han blush, but Luke did it with ease. Han thought about what he had just said and jokingly retorted with something about how he's not pretty. If anything, he's handsome and the furthest thing from pretty. 
but internally his heart beat a mile a minute. The effect that his boy had on him surprised even himself. Luke showed him how to love. He never thought he would be in love. Sure, he liked people. He liked his friends. He liked his past partners, but he never had been in love. He grew up without love. He grew up with a rough and tough group of people that instilled rough and tough values in him. He kept his heart under lock and key, surrounded by a thick layer of ice and stone to avoid getting hurt, because he had never known the feeling of being in love, so he was scared of the aftermath of it. But with Luke, he knew for the first time in forever, he knew that there would never be an aftermath, that this was it for always and forever. This is getting set up for a proposal. I smell commitment, but it could be the bar. (laughs) Luke broke down the layer of stone and melted the ice around his heart and let love in. Mm. Um, remember the scene where he has to, like cut open the beast and sleep inside it in the winter? <laughs> yes. That's what he did to Han's heart. Ah, <laughs> okay. uh, uh, so cute. He let his heart bloom with love like Flora in the springtime. He used to live for one person, only looking out for himself. Now he no longer lived for one. He lives for two, him and Luke. And he mm. wouldn't have it any other way. The skies were brighter and the sun was warmer. The life was prettier with Luke in it, with Luke's love in it. I would never tell him this, of course, mostly because he never articulated as well as he knew he could feel it. Or as well as I could say it. He wished there was a voice that could put his words words out into the world world in the way it was deserving. Hey, kid. Hey, kid. I love you. He's going to buy a cameo from Allie Lefevre. (laughs) Danny, I'm trying to get us on Cameo. Oh, yeah? How's it going? Not great so far. What do we, we have to prove we're somebody? We have to prove we're important enough to be on Cameo. Ooh, it's going to be tough. Yikes. <laughs> Send them the 10 seconds of silence we just did earlier. Yeah. Perfect. Have you ever heard of trio like this? Honestly, if you send us crocheted socks, we'll call you. So <laughs> pay us in craft goods. It's a pretty low barrier of entry. <laughs> yeah. Han would never tell him this, of course, mostly because he could never get Allie Lefevre to do a cameo for him. (laughs) But Luke (laughs) somehow knew it all. Han blamed that on the Jedi stuff. However, that worked. They were an odd match, the farm boy Jedi and the smuggler who didn't believe in the sort until Luke had his ways of convincing him. They were an odd match, but a perfect one just the same. Han tried to hide his blush. Don't say things like that, kid. And Luke could only giggle as a reply. Something about Han's drink caught his attention, and he picked it up and brought it to his nose, and out of sheer curiosity, said, smells like mouthwash. Take the hint, kid. (laughs) You got halitosis. (laughs) (laughs) Luke commented, scrunching his face in a bit of disgust, which made Han smile. That's whiskey, Luke. (laughs) No, I hate that. I have to say it again. (laughs) That's whiskey, Luke. (laughs) Sounds worse and worse. I think it's the Luke part. It's hard to say in a cool like Luke. That, that's wi- that's whiskey, Luke. <laughs> Nailed it. He laughed. It was comments like that that really showed his age and a bit of his immaturity. Only Luke Skywalker could be mature enough to compartmentalize trauma for the sake of saving the galaxy and for a good cause, but also be grossed out by the smell of alcohol. Han was enamored with him, truly. Luke tried to work up the nerve to bring the rim of the glass to his lips and take a slip. He absolutely hated it, and the look on his face did not hide it at all. He muttered something about how he didn't know how Han could drink that. He set the glass back down with the priss of a small child and regretted letting his curiosity get the better of him. Han thought his reaction was one of the cutest things he'd ever seen. Well, before I deliver this killer line, uh, what drink makes you guys gag at just the thought of it? Like, what has traumatized you so badly 
with like a bad drinking night, getting sick, et cetera, that you can't even be within like 10 feet of. It's flavored vodka, like vanilla flavored mm. vodka. Oh, yeah. I'll give a Chicago shout out to our local beverage, Malort, because I just, no matter how many times I drink that, I cannot drink it. Mm. But it's supposed to be bad. Yeah, that is pretty inherently disgusting. Um, mine's Parrot's Bay. Oh, yeah. Rum? Yeah, it's like a coconut rum. Cheap coconut rum. Yeah. I remember being at a frat party in the bathroom taking shots. Oh, yeah. gross. And I didn't end well. That's bad. I feel like we should mention again, we were getting a lot of like cute kid, but Luke is absolutely of age in this story. I just want to yes. make sure to clarify that because he's throwing around his terms of endearment a lot. I think that he's 19 in the first Star Wars movie. So I think the whole thing starts off with him as an adult, but I do agree that it is important to drive home. <laughs> Sherman. Does he want to be held? He's biting my foot. So <laughs> I want to hold him. That's what I do. <laughs> what if you looked down and it was Marco? <laughs> <laughs> you really are something, kid. Adorable. Han stated, like it was a known fact of the universe, but with the hint of the fond cadence in his voice, always he had when he spoke to Luke. Luke, still as shy as ever, even after all this time, blushed and came alive at the small praise, trying to make his preening unnoticeable. He blushed and tried to turn away so Han couldn't see. Sometimes he felt a bit embarrassed at how easily Han could get him worked up. Han ate it up every single time. No, let me look. Show me that adorable of age baby face, <laughs> you non-minor. Come over here. No, Han asserted kindly, but assertive nonetheless. It was a manner of speaking Luke always responded to and always felt the butterflies in his stomach awaken at the sound of. Han reached over to hold his face in his hand, holding Luke's face in place where he could see it on full display. His fingers softly grazed over his rosy cheeks, heat radiating from him. You're so fucking cute. <laughs> Han spoke as if he was going to continue, but words failed him and didn't need to be said. This moment didn't need them. His touches spoke for him. His thumb danced across the soft skin of Luke's face to his lips, tracing over his cupid's bow, then his plump lower lip, taking in every detail he already memorized a million times over, just because he could, just because he was lucky enough to be able to, both tipsy on each other, strung out on the palpable tension. That's his thumb dancing to that. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> the tip of Luke's tongue darted out to meet his thumb before taking into his mouth, sucking on it just enough to make Han's brain come close to short-circuiting, but not quite there. Fuck, Luke. His voice barely even a whisper now. The two inch closer to each other, his hand fell to the column of his throat and rested there, gradually and subtly gripping tighter, keeping him there as if there was anywhere else Luke wanted to be. He let out the subtle whines against Han's lips, loving the way his callous fingers felt against the skin of his neck. They had sat there for hours, talking and laughing, reminiscing, kissing, and they started to notice the place getting quiet and the lights dim. Do, 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 do. It's like the same song, but just like a little quieter. <laughs> it's like a slow, jazzy version. <laughs> and, and the hazy nighttime sky illuminating from the windows and the holes in the wall. Luke yawned, stretching out his arms and arched his back that were stiff from sitting in those stone seats for far too long. Oh, yeah. Han stuck his finger in Luke's open mouth and Luke <laughs> laughed and swatted him away. <laughs> when you yawn and someone puts their finger in your mouth. <laughs> he always did that annoying little joke whenever he yawned. Hey, cut that out, Luke giggled. 
Don't yawn with your mouth open, kid. You're pretty much asking for me to do that. Plus, it's rather impolite. He said, leaning back in his seat, crossing his arms over his stomach and crossing his legs on the table. You, of all people, telling me what's impolite, Luke questioned with a laugh. Just because I don't have manners doesn't mean you shouldn't. <laughs> I feel like I have to like sit back in my chair and kick back yeah. to really get into character. I have to really- You need a vest. <laughs> I need a vest on. What's it called when an actor- um, Method acting. The style right? of- a- Method acting. Yes, yes, yes. So method. I'm going to put a vest on and suddenly my voice will mirror Han Solo perfectly. <laughs> Han chuckled and Luke smiled as Han's words trailed off and they settled into a comfortable silence. Han smirked as a thought popped into his head and as per his usual, did not think before he spoke. You guys, I just realized there's a guy downstairs fixing our dishwasher. <laughs> can he hear you? That can hear me? Well, at least you haven't said anything crazy. He can't hear us. I think I'm about to. <laughs> That's what just hit me. Say it loud, baby. Make sure the mic picks it up. Besides, if you want to have your mouth open so much, just be patient. I'm sure you'll be doing a lot of that later tonight. <laughs> Luke's smile was completely wiped away and averted his now wide eyes from his gaze. Han was amused, as always, with Luke's innocent surprise whenever he said things like that. Han looked at the small window by their table that was more of a hole in the wall more than anything else. Hey, it's getting real late. No wonder you're yawning so much. Want to head back to the ship? Han asked. Luke nodded. Yeah, sounds good. But first... Han said as he stood up from his seat. Luke looked at him with a confused look on his pretty face. Han outstretched his hand for Luke to take it. (laughs) (laughs) Want to dance? He said with a coy smile, This is our song after all. Cue the music. <laughs> Hours later. <laughs> Hours the song has been played. <laughs> we called it. <laughs> like, could they, could they play it like in reggae and then play it in classical? Oh a little sky remix. I want to hear like an acapella. <laughs> yeah. Also, the only way to dance to this song is like with elbows, you know? <laughs> it's like very 1920s. Yeah. This is our song after all. He says in reference to what Luke had commented on earlier. Han wasn't sure who he was explaining it to, Luke or himself. It was almost a justification that feeling emotions like this was okay. Experiencing this was okay. He was safe. It was safe to be close to someone. He never had a song with someone, and he wasn't just humoring Luke with things like this anymore. He was doing it for himself, too. He didn't even care if a fellow smuggler looked his way while he was doting on Luke in public, as trite as the person Han used to be would think his current actions are. Luke eagerly took his hand. Their eyes met, looking at each other with pure happiness, knowing just how silly they looked, but both over the moon with happiness. And began to do the Charleston. (laughs) (laughs) Unable to look away from each other, even if they wanted to, the touch of Han's hand burned into Luke's. Luke growing as dizzy as he always does at his touch, his scent intoxicating him as he rested his head in the crook of Han's neck, the feeling of Luke's hot breath driving him insane. They swayed to the repetitive beat of the song. (laughs) Luke's arms rested on his neck and Han's arm resting on the lean hips of his lover, his hands experimentally going lower and lower down his back. Luke sighed in content. They both had two left feet, so to speak, and they didn't really care. Luke looked up at him, their foreheads touching and the tips of their noses against each other. Han could feel how fast Luke's heart was beating against him because of how close they were. They both silently treasured each second of this moment. They're like in line at a Six Flags, like what (laughs) music is happening. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is. I love you. Ooh. Wow. Han said. 
barely above a hush, just meant for Luke and Luke alone to hear. He didn't need to proclaim his love for Luke to the world, because in telling Luke he was doing so, because Luke was his world. I love you too, Luke said with a toothy grin. No doubt existed here. They were made to love each other. Fun fact, I just uh, heard on another podcast that in the actual series when Leia says, I love you to Han, and Han says, I know, that he improvised that. Oh, what was he supposed to say? He was supposed to say, I love you back, but Harrison Ford thought that that sounded more like something Han would say, which is very cute. And you also know what Han would say. And also me, I improvised that. Inextricably linked, yeah. (laughs) The two interlocked fingers and left the same way they came, except leaving a much more deserted cantina and walking the sleepy streets of Moss Eisley, feeling as if they had the whole city to themselves at this time of night. The only people up now are those up to no good. Years ago, Han would have felt right at home with such a crowd, but now there was a huge part of him that felt out of place here, and he was glad he did. As Luke cuddles up to him for warmth, and as they walked to where their ship was docked, he wrapped his arms around him, wishing on every star in the sky he saw as they walked that the love they felt for each other that night would last for a lifetime, and a huge part of him knew it would. They walked into the ship as happily as they had left it, but maybe a bit more tired, but happy just the same. The end of the Ooh. chapter, not the end of the story. Oh, no. That's so sweet. Wow. Beautiful. Very sweet. Well, let's do it. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Scissor. What's saber up or down? Saber. Baby. Saber. <laughs> why don't you just meet me on the other planet? Okay. What do you think? I mean, my wand is up just. From a experience of that we guessed that they were going to slow dance to that song. That just made my whole mm. – and their love for each other. I just also think it's funny that all the other episodes had so much sex and then the way that we sparsed it out just happened to be that this one doesn't. Like the timing of it all yeah. makes me laugh. I know. So I like it. We needed a break. We all needed a break. We did. I love it. It felt like a reset. We went from spitting in Mal's last episode to dancing in their lover's arms this episode. So my saber is up. My heart is full. And I'm excited to see how this story closes out. Yeah, it makes sense why they're all over each other because they love each other so much, you know? So this confirmed everything that we knew. Yes. But it helped me build trust in their foundation Mm. on that song. (laughs) That they only share that song in common. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, it's like that song is gonna be stuck in everybody's head for yeah, the rest forever. of the day. I wish I had a name so we could name the episode after it. I think it's just like the Cantina, Rose Isley Cantina song. Yeah, um, I thought it was great. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Angel Denbra for just such a loving and funny and sexy scene. And I cannot wait to see how we take it into hyperdrive, to sexual hyperdrive <laughs> to bring it home. Mm-hmm. Back to the cockpit. Oh, it says, what's the name of the most Eisley Cantina song? It's called Mad About Me. Oh. oh. Performed by Figger and Dan and the Modal Nodes. <laughs> oh. Love the Modal Nodes. <laughs> okay, well, Mad About Me is a good episode title, but I don't know if anyone's going to get it. So, Well, we'll figure it out. And as we always say, stay, stay horny, horny and stay, stay dancing. dancing. Okay, bye, guys. For more erotic goodness, join our Patreon, where you can access hundreds of hours of steamy content and bonus episodes from your favorite pop culture fandoms. 
at patreon.com forward slash fangasm. For updates, merch, to join our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. For a regular hookup, make sure you subscribe, and if you're extra horny, leave a review. But only if it's nice. Ten points for nice reviews. 